Yo, 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 what up, everyone? What's good? What is really, really good? You are tuned into another brand new episode of the Behind the Baller podcast. Yes, it is world famous. Yes, we are still a top 100 show. Yes, we are still addressing everyone like the numbers in front of the house, as my man Swagoo says it. I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble, a.k.a. the Korean John Daly, a.k.a. the Washlord, a.k.a. Back Nine. Ben, I am retiring the Korean John Cusack moniker. Rest in peace. You will never hear me say the Korean John Cusack anymore. And that's fucking crazy because that shit was around for a minute and it was low key in a very small circle. Something motherfuckers call me for like 20 years. Okay, you will hear the Korean Liam Neeson, the Korean Earl Woods, all that, the Korean Harry Higgs, but that motherfucker went way too deep. I'm not going to get into it. I wish I never followed him on Twitter. I wish I didn't know. And so people say, you should know about it. But sometimes I just don't want to, right? You want to remember how they are in that plastic packaging on that screen, whatever the fuck it is. This is episode 397. This show is 100%. It will always be 100% professional podcasting, museum quality podcasting, courtesy of the Dust Brothers. That's Miles Davis and Jordan Winter. Coldest Ice is coming soon. That is not a myth. I'm going to fuck Jimmy up. He texted me earlier. Oh, man, the graphic designer, you know, he, he went MIA on me. Bro, Jimmy, if you were listening right now. You look like 260 pounds of fucking chewed bubblegum, and I'm going to fuck you up when I see you. Um, but yeah, guys, we are coming to you live from Los Angeles, California. This is something you got to listen in the car or with your headphones on or whatever. This is not safe for work. All right. Anyways, original music by Lakey. Guys, you hear the music in the background. Let's fucking go. I have really been, I say this too much, and I said this, I think, if at least I said it to myself, if I haven't said it on here, I can't imagine saying this more than three times in my life. Last year was rough, right? There has been a lot more sunshine, and um, I don't know if I'm in a tunnel it's like a little bit of a passage that I'm going through and I'll find my way in there. And there's obviously a lot of positivity, still some darkness around though, you know, and, um, there's things that trigger me. I ain't gonna lie to you. Nobody could ever say I told anybody I was perfect, right? If I thought I was better than you, that didn't mean a goddamn thing, right? That's my opinion. Your opinion of me at least is none of my business. So I don't give a fuck. Right? But I have... <laughs> I wish this was video already so I can show you how far it's past the brim. Okay? It's to the gills. Um, guys, we're going to go deep. Deeper than Atlantis, right? Way past the Titanic crash site. One thing people will say, 
if you've known me a long time, and if you thought I was bad in the last, what is it, almost three and a half, four years, I've done this, 400 episodes, right? If you thought I was rough around the edges, shit, you don't know where I came from or who I was as that person. I'm still the same Ben. And I've enhanced all the attributes that were good in me. I'm going to get deeper into that, right? But rough around the edges. Yeah, that's me. I got a big fucking heart, guys. It's important that I tell you. That is not a lie. That is a fact. I want people to understand the message is so much more important. Interior is so much more important than the exterior. And I am a sucker for a good visual exterior. But I'm also real big on sleepers. People are way too worried about delivery. I get it. Kindness helps. I know a lot of nice people. It's fine. That is the only thing I can say about them. Sometimes. Oh, a person's really nice. If you know me, you really know me, understand that being nice is not going to be something I look into somebody. I look into, when I look for something in someone or something that makes me want to be somebody's friend or you going to stay around and fuck with me for a minute, being nice is not going to be a top three quality that I look for. A lot of women, they want that, whatever. They come out, That's great. That's for that. I'm just telling you. You want to get ahead. You want to be successful in life. The important things are people who really mean the shit they say and people who talk about facts. That's way more important to me. Yeah, the delivery could be, you know, fucked up. But is this motherfucker making sense? Right? You don't like the way I said something. Now, could say something really fucked up, right? You could say something nice. Call it as it is. Right? I'm the type of person to be like, what? The fuck? Why is it 8.30 in the morning? And it would drive people around me crazy. That's me. You got people like, you know, Okay, I'd rather just not say anything. I'm just going to stay in bed for another couple hours. Maybe I'm going to avoid people uh, inside. It's killing me, but I don't want to say anything because I don't want people to think I'm mean or whatever. Fuck all that. You worried about that? If that's how you feel, then fucking say it. That's the world. You should focus on people who pay you on time. Right? But no, you're more focused on people that hate your favorite sports team. You're more focused on people that hate fat people, right? You hear people say shit like, I'd rather starve than be in the same room as this person or this guy or this girl. The fuck? The fuck are you talking about? Do you understand what you just said? Really think about how fucking dumb that is. And again, I get it. People don't like Donald Trump. They say he's rough around the edges and whatever. But yet, he gave them some stimulus checks for fucking years ago bro I'm gonna be real man 
$2,000, I get it. That was four fucking years ago. You could have worked a better than fast food job and got promotions and made way more than that fucking stimulus money. Got some tax breaks, did a little research, listened to some podcasts, whatever. Again, sometimes I'll say, you know, it could be to anybody, young or old. Why the fuck is that person sitting on my car? Or get the fuck off my car. And the person sitting on the car will be like, yo, you could have asked me nicely. No, I couldn't ask you nicely because you disrespecting me or disrespecting my car. And then you have somebody around you who's like, you could have asked them nicer. Why'd you have to talk like that? What the fuck are you talking about? If it happened to you and you came that way, nine times out of 10, that person don't give a fuck how you said it. It's just people want a reason to come up with some bullshit. And again, people are way too worried about the delivery instead of what the real message is. Okay? So I'll be fuck, I'll be rough around the edges. I don't give a fuck. Right? Therapists, psychiatrists, psychologists, their business right now is at an all-time high because the world is fucked up. And again, it's not that I feel like I need therapy. I'll get therapy to, to understand more things about my mind, why things are the way they are, and to exercise how to redirect energy or how to refocus my energy, right? Whether it be negative or whatever. You got people out there right now who are so fixated on shit, saying shit like, I can't work there. You crazy? I'm not going to work there. They're Democrats. They're Republicans. That person's gay. Oh, no, that dude is it. They're all like Scientologists. Nobody is fucking perfect. What you should do is weigh the options. Are you paying your bills? What is your skill set? What do you bring to the table? How much can you offer this business? Okay, so let me get it. Uh, let me get this straight. Sorry. You're a good-looking person. You have 17,000 followers on Instagram. You didn't finish college, right? You don't know how to type fucking even 50 words a minute, let alone 80 or 100, okay? You complain, you want a bunch of breaks. The fuck you think you're going to do? I mean, yeah, you maybe find somebody who's rich and, and they're lonely, and I'm sure there's, there's a bunch of lonely people out there. But why rely on anybody else? Why don't you fucking rely on yourself? You're worried about if they're fucking anti-gay or anti-fucking... I mean, again, you don't want to work for a fucking racist, right? Sometimes, though, if it's just a regular job, unless they are pushing racism on you, unless they are pushing their religion on you, the fuck are you thinking about? Go out there and make some money. Go deal with whatever fucking bullshit you have to deal with. Understand how fucking hard it is to make a dollar to respect the dollar. Because then there, from there, once you make a little bit of money and you realize this is fucked up here, you might find a hack, might find a cool little wave, make some bread here. But are you going out there and actually trying? Right? You're not going to always find people you like that you work with. And if you do, you'll probably find some fucking way to complain about it. 
do I care if someone, you know, uh, what their religion is? Like if they're on my team, and when I say my team, I'm talking about like, let's say for instance, you know, the Lakers. If I'm like, oh, Rui Hachimura, he's, oh shit, man. You know, I didn't know he was Muslim. I, I'm, he's not, I'm just saying. I'd be like, man, fuck that. Why are you worried about the wrong shit? You need to worry about if he could fucking score and if he could make the fucking basket and if he could win the game for you. We can't all be the same. We just cannot, period. Even though all of us, everyone listening to this, we will all die one day. Yes, we all bleed, okay? You're focused on the wrong shit. Oh, James works for Target? Oh, man, fuck, I can't fuck with James no more. You know, Target supports LBGTQ. Shit, I, I don't want to be friends with him anymore. There might be people who work there that actually need the job. Right? You, you see Mexican people in Los Angeles, from what I observe, they go to work. They don't give a fuck about what you do here and there. They don't even care if you're nice or not. It's like, what's the job? Okay, mop. Let me do this. All right, boom. They do their shit. Clock in, clock the fuck out. They handle their business. Some, you know, rise up in the company. Some don't care. Some just want enough to feed themselves, whatever. It, it's, man, people are so, again, worried about the wrong shit. When I go to a restaurant, yes, you might see or interact come across a waitress or waiter that is not having the best day. Okay, yes, it is important to be professional, especially at a good restaurant, at an establishment, bad restaurant, whatever the fuck it may be. You're gonna come, I said, if you're gonna go to work, then do your job. Not everyone has that mindset. So I might not like the waitress one time. But is the food good? That's what I came for. I didn't come to meet a fucking waitress. I came to, to eat some food, Hopefully it's fucking good. Hopefully it comes out in a reasonable time. And to tell you the truth, I don't really care about ambiance. Unless I'm on a first date and whatever. I'm not people watching. I love people watching, but that's not what I'm, I'm usually when I eat. I eat by myself a lot. I don't give a shit. And if the waitress is having a bad day, but the food was on time and it was good, I got to assess the overall situation. Right? I'm not a fucking food critic. I'm not Keith Lee. I don't give a fuck. Okay? came for a fucking reason. I think I'd give a fuck if I go into a Ferrari dealership and the motherfucker's a dick. You know, did I get the car? Did I get at the price I wanted to? All right, man, fuck this dude. I don't give a fuck what he wants to do. I don't care if he wants to send me a gift or whatever. Fuck that dude. I don't want to be his friend. I don't need any friends. Again, that's me. I may not be like you. Okay? I don't hate my job. I fucking love my job. I have a bunch of jobs. Right? But I hear people a lot, I hate my job. Yeah, let me find something better. Okay. Look, I understand if you don't get any fucking, you know, paid time off, get vacations, whatever, or you don't get benefits, but know when to leave your job. You know what I mean? If you have constantly brought value to the company and you've been overlooked, yo, man, it's definitely time for you to start thinking about, all right, what backup plans do I have? I have angles going all the time. And again, I'm an independent contractor. So I ain't got to worry about somebody firing me. Unless it's a campaign or something. If they do, then fuck them. All right, here you go. Boom. And at that point, if I sense that, if I get blindsided, all right, cool. I still have a backup plan. I got a plan A through fucking M. That's no cap. 
Ain't no plan B, C. I don't think I've ever got to plan G before, but I've got to plan E and F a couple times. I'm like, all right, well, the blind side's here. There's this, there's this. You got to always protect yourself. Even if it's fucking low investments in an IRA, in a Roth IRA, anything, something. Look, you're not going to always like somebody. Hate is a really strong word. I use it probably a little too often. You don't have to like everyone though. Do you think an attorney, a lawyer, you think they don't take a job because they got to defend someone they don't like? That shit is business. Even a fucking criminal, a convict or, or alleged convicted murderer, right, deserves a fair trial. Whether I, Ben Yang, or you, BTB Army, likes it or not, they deserve a fair trial. And please believe I have a lot of Jewish friends who are attorneys and have to represent, you know, a motherfucker could be someone from Palestine, but that's their fucking job. If you're a teacher, you cannot fucking discriminate your students. That's why I think teachers are so fucking underpaid and it's so fucking amazing. The fact that they do this shit's fucking insane. And I wish I could give more because I love all three of my children's teachers. They are fucking great people. One of them is so goddamn tough, but she is a fucking beast. And I know she makes Ryder do so much tedious shit, but you know what? She busted London's ass and it's given a little better work ethic. Kaya, you know, she's got to step things up. And, you know, it's a tough time for them. I hate to try to harden up their skin, right? I spoil them. In fact, I'm probably easier on them than, than Nick is. But I'll say this. Teachers, good teachers are not going to discriminate because they realize what they teach, these kids are going to fucking just, they're going to soak it up. Especially if you find a connection with the student or the student finds a connection with the teacher, it is so hard for a kid to not inherit or carry things that they learn as a child to adulthood, especially if they learn it from their parents or adults that they trust. So you have to be careful who you bring into this world or who you choose to have a baby with. Your kids did not ask to be here. It is 100% your responsibility to take care of them and raise them right. Little kids, man, they're so fucking impressionable by their friends, by you. Mannerisms you think they don't pick up and they see it, they fucking will. Most of the time, if you're a certain religion, that's what your kid's going to be. Most of the time, bad habits you have, their kids are probably going to see it. Right? I hate what my kids are going through right now. But that's life. I was handed it the same way. Tell you the truth, I was handed it way worse. But we're in a softer time right now. And I hope that my kids turn out a thousand times better than I did. And I don't hate myself. I don't think I ever, I hate myself. Maybe an expression I never meant it, but deep inside or, or not even semi-deep inside, I've never felt that way. But I didn't choose my upbringing, right? 
I do not agree with how my parents raised me. I was a latchkey kid. Somewhere deep inside that hard-ass Korean fucking skull and skin, I knew my parents loved me. There was no delusion about that. It's just a fucked up way about the way they showed me their love. And I know my mom is suffering from it, and maybe my biological dad is too. What am I going to do? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's caused trauma. No, I'm sorry, I'm not sure. It 100% has caused trauma. But after 18, it was on me. I had to take the wheel and tell my parents, all right, it's time to chill the fuck out. I got this. My brother and sister, and I'm the baby of the family, right? My brother and sister, they definitely obeyed way more orders than I did. And I said, okay, enough of this shit. I don't need your help. I don't want your help. I don't want your guilt trips or whatnot, whatever the fuck it is. That shit still fucks with me. And my parents did give me quite a bit when I was younger because they felt bad. But what I really needed probably was more time. The thing I took granted for the absolute most was sitting at a table because I came from a family of five. Two boys, girl, mom, dad. Our dinner table was not big. That motherfucker was, you know, a rounded half table my mom was a motherfucker in the kitchen. And I really, really, really miss those days. We all sat down and ate together. Shit is crazy. I absolutely cherish all those moments, the cruise ships, countries, cities, vacations that we took as a family. Not my parents my brother and sister, my, I don't know, I guess somewhat soon-to-be ex-wife and my kids. So I fill in that void, mom and dad, and it's all good. And it's not that I don't act like it's different. I just act like, you know what I mean? There's this one less person at the table. And it is what it is. I hate asking motherfuckers for anything to this day. Anyone, not just my family, I said anyone. And when I do ask, and I ask people, say, yo, what's up with this? What's good? All right, are we doing this or not? All right, dog, I'm, it's time to shake. But if I do ask somebody for something, please believe I can give you two to a hundred times back in a different way when you need it, if you need it. And believe me, I offer my hand to some of you guys as well, to a lot of people, you know, and I offer through free game through spitting through this microphone. But right now, I can't lie. Like, I won't lie. I can't really help a lot of folks out right now. And that's with my time or anything monetary. I can right now, at this moment, only help those who share my last name. Because this ship, it's not sinking, but it got down a little lower than I like to, right? I can see the water. Once you in the water, I'm like, all right, dog, I don't know, bro. I don't really like the water. I don't like the water like that. Not like everyone thinks I do. I like looking at it. Not trying to be down in that motherfucker, right? I'm used to being high in the sky. And we got a little lower, a little too low for my liking, right? I got low enough to start hearing some yapping on the ground and in the water. Nah, 
let me get back in my spaceship and back into the sky. Again, focus on the message, guys. Do not focus on the delivery. Sometimes it is the right message, could be the wrong person, right message. I don't think I'm the wrong person. Rough around the edges. Focus on the prize. Focus on what's really important. Okay? Did you get paid on time? Did this person do something? And I don't mean like I said, oh yeah, your mother's a fat fucking whore pig. Uh, yeah, it's too bad that she died and blah, blah. No, no, it's never going to be that. It's never going to be that. Might be a little too intense with my tone, my voice. That's me. I'm hyper. Right? When I'm chill, you should be worried. Something's wrong if I'm chill. I just want you to understand. There's a message. I have a big heart. I may have a not so usual way of delivering something. Understand, I'm not trying to lie, cheat, or steal to anybody. It's not in my DNA. Okay? But I will say this. Pain and suffering are always inevitable for a great intelligence and a deep heart. All right, y'all. Let's take a quick break. Be right back. I really went a little deep into something about... I had a few interviews with people who are um, interested in doing business with me and stuff. And I think that um, they're the right people because they're like, look, you spend some time with somebody on a golf course. You get to either know them or not know them. And if you don't know anybody after four hours, I don't see, you know, I'm just saying like I have a better understanding about somebody on a golf course in four hours, then you ain't playing the game right. But I feel like people understood there's some motherfucker who's going to get shit done. And it made me feel good. But I see a lot of talk in the last half a year or longer about splitting the bill. Chivalry, dating, all this other stuff. I have not been in the dating pool. I just, I'm not, you know what? We're not even going to get into that. Okay, listen. If I invite people to my birthday party, and I've done this in the past, even when I didn't really have like bread, bread, I'm paying for it. Right? If you want to offer help in, cool. I'm not asking for the help. In the Korean tradition, um, the oldest always pays. Right? I'm just not going anywhere if I'm broke. I can't. And I was out broke here and there, whatever. And I never asked for anybody for anything. And just how I was. You know, I was blessed being around the right people. Splitting the bill. Got some homies, whatever. And it just, that's what the vibe is. Cool. And, and, and it's nothing awkward. Cool. Whatever. Okay. I've never been on a Dutch date in my life. Back in the day, you didn't go out to eat if you couldn't afford to pay. Unless your parents were taking you. Right? But if you ask a girl out. Now. There's some different things. What I might want a woman to bring to the table is not necessarily a woman to 
if we're together, right? If we're not together, it's, why the fuck do I care? I respect anyone that works. My mom worked until she was fucking 70-something years old. My sister has been hustling her ass off since she got out of college. And she busts her ass now. She's a mom, two kids in private universities, Columbia and fucking Vassar. It's like, my sister's a G. But I don't think a, a woman should pay for dinner or a date. Unless it's your birthday or some sort of special day, Father's Day or some shit like that. Like, even when I was broke, that's just the world. And I find it, I was okay with it. You know, oh, oh we ain't got money. Then don't go fucking out. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with you cooking a meal or doing some whatever. Some women, if their standards are, you know, different or whatever, I don't think, and I'm going to keep it, I'm going to put the energy out there. And then you'll see people say, oh, well, you're Ben Baller. Well, then that's your problem, not mine. Right? I'm cooking now because I have to make my kids meals. But if I asked a girl out, I was like, hey, listen, what do you want to do? Oh, well, I, you know, we can kick it at my house. Are you trying to fuck? Are you trying to do whatever? No, actually, to tell you the truth, I'm really not. <laughs> and, and I think I said this joke, right? I said this before when I went to go see George Lopez in his last uh, Greek theater um, comedy stand-up. He's like, you know what the scariest thing to tell a 50-year-old uh, man or 50 or older year old man, I want to fuck all night. That's the scariest thing a woman could tell a guy. But that joke might not apply to everyone. In fact, probably doesn't apply to a lot of people listening to the show. But what I'm saying is, I don't think a girl is going to pass up a date if we're kicking in here and I have something to entertain them with more than just dick. Some jokes, some shows, some chilling, whatever, some stories. I got stories for days. You obviously know that. You wouldn't listen to this show if it wasn't. But that's the world we live in today. Right, The world today wants women to pay, but then also get mad at the women if they have an OnlyFans page. Standards are lowered. We got motherfuckers who are hypocrites. Like, why the fuck you give a fuck? Well, that's what she does. You ain't got to date her then. Right? What are you looking for? Not looking for casual sex, whatever else? All right, cool. Be upfront about it. Don't be like, you know, whatever. You might actually end up liking the girl. And that's what she's doing to make her hustle. Fuck it. It's the oldest profession in the world. But that would just be weird. Now, me personally, I'm not taking a girl to Starbucks for a first date. I might take a girl to coffee. Shit, I prefer a day date than a night date because if the date date goes well, we're going into the night. Go to a nice little low-key coffee shop. Go to a hotel lobby. Somewhere fly. If you can't go somewhere fly, be creative. There's some cool ass shit. I'm talking about for LA people. There's some cool ass shit in Echo Park, Silver Lake. Some cool little things here and there. Talk. She'll feel comfortable. There's a lot of people around, you know, whatever. People are nosy. I don't know. Me personally, I just can't walk into Intelligentsia in Silver Lake. Can't walk into, you know, to Alfred Coffee on fucking Melrose. I can't do that shit. It's not that I'm fucking super famous. It's just that I'm going to get bothered by somebody and I don't want people fucking taking pictures. And yes, some of you maybe really don't know it. If I pull up the Craigs tomorrow, Please believe, this is a fact. There is going to be paparazzi in front and they're going to take pictures and I don't want that. If that's what I want, I'm going to go there. I don't need that attention. I don't want that drama or nothing. That's just my part on paying the bill. That's what I think. You ain't got to think what I think. 
It's how my parents raised me. And even my mom being a super independent woman and she took care of my dad financially forever. And that motherfucker was just, you know, he was a teacher. He didn't really make much money and whatever. And he fucking, I can't imagine how much money he probably owes her to this day and whatever. And she's just, she's obviously got over it, whatever. And a bunch of people owe my mom money and she's just, fuck it. My mom was a great person. Even though she was obviously very hard on me, she taught me all my hustle. Now, switching up. Saw this passage, this little clip that J. Cole said, and, and I have a weird thing with J. Cole, and we'll get into that another time. I've met dude many times. J. Cole said, good cop. The term good cop is an oxymoron. I agree with him. Good people. I'm not saying that if you're a cop, you can't be a good person. You could be a good person and be a police officer. But you were doing a job to set up to fuck people's days up. The job ain't good. Not today, not 10 years ago and whatever. It's part of an organization that is a machine to go against a lot of people. Right? And it's a hypocritical statement for me in ways. Because at the same time, there are so many fucking idiots in the world who will shoot up a park over a pickup game of basketball because they lost, right? I believe the most important job is to protect and serve. Keep order. If you get in a car accident, those motherfuckers get in a car accident at 17 miles per hour, that could do a lot of damage. People could go 55, whatever. If you're on a fucking freeway and you're going the speed limit, you could still kill somebody. All right, you're writing tickets for 37 miles per hour in a 25. I'm not saying, look, at the difference, if you do it statistically, it's fucked up. You're talking about quotas. You're talking about people to get fucking money out of people, to pay for city shit here and there, whatever. In some places, you just know where you need to be. There's a dude who sits outside, like four blocks away from my house with this fucking radar gun. I know exactly where he's at, whatever. And like, and again, that doesn't mean don't comply. Oh, oh, I don't need to give you my license. You know what? It's like, look, I got nothing to hide. I'm not tripping. You got people who are sitting there like First Amendment, my Fifth Amendment, but whatever. I'm, um, you know, auditing. I could be out here. I could fucking film you. With it. Man, dog, don't piss them off. I, like, look, what do you need? Now, again, if they're out there on some bullshit and they want to judge, I, look, I could be smart too. But I don't mind if they run my ID. Run my ID. Go ahead. I ain't got no fells. I ain't got no L's nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Check my shit out. I'm good. I'm legit. Okay, now what? What do you do? None of your business. How can I help you? Do I pay my taxes? Yes, I've done everything. I've not been to jail. I've not been arrested. Good credit, whatever. What else? The crazy part is, you got people. I got homies in jail. My cousin's in jail. People talking about conditions are fucked up in jail. Prison overcrowding. Letting people off early. This may sound fucked up. If you ended up there for the wrong reason, God bless you, and that's fucked up. And I and I know, again, statistically, let's say there's even 15%. Now it sounds terrible. It's way too much. We get to the 30 to 50, 60% of people just going to jail for no reason. Everyone says they're innocent. Look, you capping. Jail is not supposed to be a nice place, right? And cops will trick you. They will tell you, sir, open up your trunk. Do you want to know why? Because they can't legally open your trunk without a fucking search warrant. 
So you shut the fuck up. Don't say nothing. If you feel like there's something wrong, whatever, they have to have legitimate reason. They're going to trick you. Sir, open your trunk. I said open your trunk. So now I can open it. Even if you say you open it, you've just given them consent. You just shut the fuck up. Don't put yourself in a stupid situation. Right? But I will say this. I'm not a big fan of police. And I really wonder, because my mom and dad never hated the police. I don't know what it was growing up in the streets, growing up in the land. What is it that's in our DNA for the people I hang around with, right? That makes people soft or depressed, right? I'm struggling to fight battles. And I just said already, I got demons inside my mind every single day. But I have never met a kid growing up in a chill household that was racist. Where are you going with this, Ben? Racism starts inside the home. I said it already. Kids are impressed, you know, they're very impressionable. They take what, you know, they see their parents are like and whatever. They take that shit. Have friends at school. Maybe the parents are like, nah, you can't be hanging out with that black kid. You can't hang out with that little Chinese kid, whatever the fuck it may be. You get it from your parents. My point being, I never, ever told my kids ever about the police. Right? Never talked about cops any day of their lives. But yet my kids know and are scared of the police. So I'm wondering, is that instinct? What is it? Something weird. Just makes me think. I've never said, fuck the police. I hate the police. I've never been pulled over with my kids in the car. I've never been pulled. In fact, I've been pulled over very few times. Thank God I need to fucking knock on wood. Be careful how you raise your children. They pick up on all that shit. All right. All that other deep shock shit, I, I'm done. I just... This is a Thursday episode. I had to really get that out. I didn't know what, but I knew that I had to discuss this. It ain't easy to figure out what you're going to talk about on a regular basis. And a motherfucker like me figures it out and gets it. And I'm glad I had to say that because I have been struggling. All right. I don't know why it has been the talk for so many years, but it has been more heated and trending way more in the last year or less. It's been going on for years, 10 plus years. Kobe or LeBron, LeBron or Jordan, this and that, whatever. And I see both sides. I'm gonna keep it a buck. If you did not grow up in that era and watch the 80s and watch the 90s, watch the 2000s and watch the 2000s, you are not gonna ever think like LeBron was greater. If you played an MJ against in his prime, you got to play Kobe and still in his prime, and you're old or whatever, it's just different. And again, Mike didn't lose when it mattered. Try to see narratives. You see, oh, Clyde Drexler handed Michael Jordan his ass, showing him getting fucked up, showing him getting juked, showing Clyde to glide, Drexler doing some shit, and be like, oh, did you forget that Jordan had 31 in that fucking first half? And then they won? It's like, why y'all, people kill me with the edits. And I've seen this shit like, yo, why does everyone hold LeBron at so much of a higher standard than Michael Jordan? Because it's very simple. MJ did everything he needed to do to be great. He won. He went 6-0. and oh. He did it all. I wasn't a Jordan fan like that. 
I was my Magic Johnson was the greatest to me growing up. I love Kareem too, but I just I was a Magic fan. But LeBron, you know, was more real, I guess, more realistic to people in ways because he lost more than he won when it came to the finals. So we're going to put him at a higher standard. I don't give a fuck about stat today. It was actually impressive. It said LeBron James has played with 35% of all the NBA players in history. Dope. He's played a long time. Good for him. He's had a great career. He's top five. Top three. Shit. Fuck it. You know? I've tried to look up fucking uh, footage on Bill Russell. Couldn't find anything. Barely anything on Jerry West. I know he was a dope motherfucker. I hear people talk about him like Richard Pryor and that. Saw Cream in his prime. Saw Magic in his prime. Nah. You know, Kobe was something special. There's different things. I played through injuries and stuff and everything. You know, they're talking about, oh, the Olympic team. Did you not watch that Olympic documentary? Kobe had to come in to get the W forever. Motherfuckers, you think they was going to fucking LeBron for the last shot? No, they knew Kobe had to get in that ass. He was the motherfucker that ran that team. You know? I think the MVP title in the NBA, in fact, even in the NFL, right? The MVP title is so fucking stupid. Why would you give somebody the MVP if they did not win? They got the finals MVP. They got Super Bowl MVP. That should be the only MVP that matters. The finals MVP, the world champion, the MVP that won the finals, and the MVP that won the motherfucking Super Bowl because the job wasn't done before the playoffs. It makes zero fucking sense. That shit is dumb. I'm done with it. There's no fucking way I'm going to put fucking LeBron James above fucking Michael Jordan ever. I don't hate LeBron. I'm starting to work with them and things and doing shit and whatever, you know, and it's all good. It is what it is. Speaking of LeBron, speaking of the Lakers, look, I almost gave up on them last night. They came back and whooped up the Mavs. I turned the game off. Hanging out with fucking London, was doing homework all day, and I had to, you know, do some errands and do some other shit. You know, hang out with Kaya and give enough time to write her. It's tough to, you know, make three different meals. London wanted hamburger. Kaya wants mac and cheese. Ryder wants chicken nuggets. No, why don't you just tell them? That? No, no, they all have fucking serious allergies. The only person that could eat anything is Kaya. Ryder could eat a few things. Lunny could eat less, but he's just, he's open-minded in certain things. Anyways, turn the fucking game off. Come back. They're up a dub. And I'm like, damn, they whooped the Mavs ass. And Mavs ain't fucking some trash team. And then we beat the Thunder the other night. But is it good enough? Because I was ready to give the... I'm like, what the fuck, man? Throw the season away, right? I'm being dramatic. The West is wide open. Shit. I'm hoping I can check out a game next week or soon. Got a couple people who own me. I'm doing some exciting things at Laker games coming up. I can't talk about it right now. But I know I'll be sitting courtside soon. It'd be dope to see Austin Reeves out there, see me in my element and all that. Going to the NFL. The Buccaneers smashed the Eagles, and I'll be real with you, man. They just exposed the Eagles. It was just, it was what it was. The Bills, I had no doubt in my mind that they were gonna. That I knew they were gonna crush the Steelers. It was what it was. There's money in that football. We already talked about the Texans. We are talking about that. I think Packers fans are a little delusional. Uh, trust me, I want the Packers to beat the Niners. You don't. Th- you know who the fuck you're talking to? All the new listeners. Even if you're a new listener, you know I've hated the Niners 
for 30 plus years. You know I want the motherfucking Packers to beat the fucking Niners. I don't think it's happening. I hope it does. I don't think it happens. Okay. Now the AFC, a little more difficult. Right? Texans, who knows? Maybe. Not going to happen. Motherfucking Ravens are too motherfucking tough. Now the Bills and Chiefs, I can't call it. Only reason why my stories and I did that poll, I put the Bills is because I've been giving Travis Kelsey too much love because he watches all the stories and that's my dog. But Stefan Diggs follows me too and that's my boy. And I wanted to show a little love. I can't pick that game. I don't know. I forgot if it's, the Bills got a home field advantage, right? Because the Chiefs had some fucked up. Game. I don't even know if it's an arrow. Either way, both stadiums are fucked up. If it's at the Bills stadium, it's freezing motherfucking cold. I'd rather be at Arrowhead than me in fucking Buffalo. But could be some shit. America loves Taylor Swift. I don't fucking know. I don't care. I can't see Mahomes do his magic, and he's great. Go out there and do it. Lamar just wanted more. That's how I feel. Sit. I don't know. Um, announced the Wash Lord Invitational. As you all know, it is May 6th. Get there fucking early. Go to washgolf.com. All the information is there. You want to sponsor. There's a few holes left. You could sponsor. You could talk to Popeye about it. There are you know, some corporate foursomes. There's tickets available. You can do that shit. You, could just, you ain't got to worry about an email or nothing. You could click it, buy it right then and there. Okay? And I want to tell you guys something about the Wash Lord Invitational. It is at Trump National Los Angeles. Just to give you an idea for anyone, not no one's ever said, oh shit, 600 is too much money. Trump National right now is asking $1,100 fucking dollars for a 7.30 a.m. tea time tomorrow Friday. Not even on a Saturday or a goddamn Sunday. Anything before 11 a.m. from 7.30 to 11 a.m., it's going to be $1,100 if it's even open. Okay, they got a 12.30 tea time for 360 bucks. So do you understand? We tee off at 10.30. We have the whole course. It's going to be a fucking blast. It is going to be a time. It, it's a hard course. We are going to have fucking fun. Fuck that. We're going to have swag. We're going to have prizes. Go out there. Bring your best game. Bring your worst game. We're going to have fun regardless. Everyone's going to get something. Okay. So the Wash Lord Tournament is what I'm trying to say is, is a goddamn steal at the price it's at. Shit's going to be fucking incredible. Now Coachella is just announced their shit. I don't go to Coachella. I've been a few times. Most of those times because it was business. When they got Doja Cat, Tyler the Creator, Lana Del Rey, I don't give a fuck. Tyler's my dog, love him. Don't care to see a show. Don't care to be around a bunch of people. Sweaty. Cell service. Fucking weird. Bunch of, I don't, that, man, I'm too old anyways. Why, why does it matter? But um, I've been talking a lot with Peso Pluma. He's trying to get some shit popping. But it's going to be nice in LA. A lot of hipsters out doing their thing. Great, cool. Don't give a fuck. But live season's about to start. Getting ready for that. I think I got five or six dates of tours that I'm going on with them. Looking forward to Hong Kong. Speaking of Liv, I did this show with PGA Memes, who works with Liv a lot. And uh, he just shot Taylor Gooch. His episode is out right now. Check it out if you can. My boy Travis is an amazing dude. He has been one of my golf allies. He has a show called Home Course. 
He's real good friends with Jason Day. He's good friends with John Rahm and everything. Came to the crib. I've never let anybody shoot in the crib. Don't give a fuck because it's a different type of crib. Uh, then we went and played some holes and, and I finished like two or three over. Well, not two or three. When we started talking, I was two over and I finished with a bogey. So I, I finished nine holes, shot a 39 on the Tough Angeles course. Beautiful fucking day. It was great. It's actually one of the more proud moments of me playing and I'm getting my shit dialed in. But um, for those of you who've been trying to get a hold of me for the last week, like I said, it's been rough. So I have my phone on Do Not Disturb. And it's not that regular Do Not Disturb. I don't know if you guys understand. You could customize your Do Not Disturb. You could allow what apps you want to ring, notify you. You could choose how many people you want to contact you. I have some people on emergency bypass. So either I know I'm expecting a call or it's money or it's immediate family, and that's how my settings are. So if you've been trying to reach me, and I ain't getting at you, and you're wondering, and I don't want to fucking discuss it, it's on Do Not Disturb, and there's like eight people on there that their calls go through. Okay? Anyways, there's a massive cold front that is uh, going across the country right now. I know in Texas, my boy PJ Means was in Dallas. He's like, yo, shit's like in the 20s. Chicago is frozen. Shit, we got rain all weekend. I'm playing golf today. I'm playing golf tomorrow. And then I'm fucking out. Come Tuesday, it's fucking on. Now, it's raining on Sunday and Monday, I think, in San Diego, but it's not raining on Tuesday. And once that flag goes up at Torrey Pines, it's on. Five days away from the Farmers Open Pro-Am. Farmers Century Prom. So last year, I think Farmers is doing this. Torrey Pines, I am fucking pumped. You know, PGA motherfucking pro-am all right y'all this is your boy the wash lord we are done i am very satisfied with this episode i love you guys please hit that subscribe button tell a friend to tell a friend this is not your practice life all right y'all peace